Hi folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajimam again. Great to have you back with us. Before we start, a quick word on the Thai project I've been harping on about here. We've just released and emailed out an updated project brochure and business plan, including time scope, financial projections, an introduction to the project itself, as well as to our team, the managing partners. Very exciting stuff for us. If there's anyone out there that still hasn't contacted us about this, but would like to potentially participate, here's a quick reminder. You can get in from as low as 12,000 US dollars, which gives you not only a share of the profits, but also one week a year of free usage rights to a family-sized accommodation unit. And for each extra 12,000 package you invest, you get an additional week per year, plus, of course, an additional share of the profits. Those usage rights can be passed on to family, friends, colleagues, clients, etc. If you don't need to use all of them in any given year, as I've mentioned here in the past, we're going to link to the project brochure in this episode's show notes. So feel free to download it, browse through it and email or call us for more info or to sign up. The contact details are in the brochure itself, but we'll also put those in the show notes as well, just to make it easier for you. Okay, so back to Japan. Our topic today is tenants again, and more specifically, aged tenants. It's no secret, and we've spoken about this here in the past as well, that Japan is one of the world's fastest aging, and as a result, also one of the world's fastest shrinking societies. What this means in practice is that you as an investor are often going to have tenants who are in their 60s, 70s, or even 80s, especially if you've held on to a property for long enough. And these tenants will often have no living relatives, or at least not ones that you'll be able to easily contact in case anything happens to them. Now, if your tenants do have living relatives, such as brothers, sisters, or children that have been um, designated as their emergency contacts on the lease, or even guarantors, anyone that's not as close may be a bit too far removed to care, unfortunately, you will be able to contact these um, direct relatives in case anything happens to your tenant. Now, this doesn't mean that there's anything that they'll want to or be able to do. Some of them may live far away, some of them may have no capacity to assist, and some might simply not care, which is unfortunately more common than you might think. And since Japanese laws are very tenant-oriented, again, as we've mentioned here in the past, this protection extends to their guarantors and emergency contacts as well. So there won't be much that you'll be able to do about it, unfortunately, if you're not getting any constructive uh, responses from those relatives, uh, let alone in cases when they don't even have any immediate relatives to speak of. So where does that leave you as far as risk mitigation with these types of tenants goes? Well, it depends on the situation at hand. If your tenant is sick hospitalized or requires any other type of attention or assistance, you can ask your property manager to contact City Hall on their behalf. The welfare and pension care departments in Japan will usually be very helpful, take care of whatever it is that requires taking care of if they can, and report back to you or the property manager with any new information, advice, or anything else that they may be able to assist with. Financially, as long as the tenant is still alive, You'll be able to file a claim for any loss of rent or other damages uh, with a tenant's rent insurance policy, or what's called here a guarantee company, which they may have signed up with when they uh, signed up on the lease. If they don't have a rent insurance policy, they'll hopefully have at least a security deposit. 
Um, if you recall, we did mention in the past that you want to have either of these two security measures for every tenant you've got living in your properties, uh, which you'll be able to utilize to hopefully compensate yourself for any losses. If they've been hospitalized for an unknown period of time and will not be returning to the property in the foreseeable future, which means they won't be paying the rent anymore, you can unilaterally cancel their lease and start working to repopulate the property. In case the unthinkable happens, though, and your tenant dies in the property, which, again, isn't as uncommon as you may think. It's already happened to us as a company three times in about 170 or 80 properties that we've got under management. Well, that's a whole different uh, kettle of fish, as they say. Firstly, while the tenant's body will be removed by emergency services, there's a lot more cleaning to do as you can probably imagine, and there's also a Buddhist cleansing ceremony that needs to be performed before you can re-advertise the property for leasing. Property managers and owners are obliged by law to report the death in the property to the next potential tenant, which means that you'll have to significantly reduce the rent to attract anyone after this occurrence. And the fact is that you'll most likely be getting tenants who are in less than ideal People who don't have much of a choice except renting out these cheap places at cutthroat prices and who are specifically looking for these types of units. So you can imagine the tenant profile you'll be dealing with next. What you'll probably want to do is get one of them in there for as short of a lease as possible. Then once they move out and you're no longer obliged to report the death to the next potential tenant in line lease out the property again at a standard rent price. But before you even get there, there are a lot of expenses to consider. In many cases, your deceased tenant would have lived in the property for a decade or two at least, sometimes more than that. And as you can imagine, an elderly tenant living in a small property on their own means that there will be a hell of a lot of cleaning, renovation and repairs that you'll need to do. Fortunately, Japan being Japan, there's a special insurance policy to cover all or most of your expenses in these cases. For a typical singles unit, which is somewhere between 15 to 25 square meters in Japan, this extra coverage typically costs somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 Japanese yen per year, so under 20 US dollars per year, very cheap, and it covers up to about 1 million Japanese yen or around 8,000 bucks at today's exchange rates for renovations, cleanings, repairs, and equally important, up to two years of loss of rental income in the period after that. Now, you'll only get that last bit of compensation after those two years have passed or whenever you secure a new tenant, and you will need to prove via your property manager's records that you've done your best to try and secure a tenant at an acceptable rental amount during this entire period. So you'll want to work closely with the PM all throughout this period. Make sure you live up to your obligations and qualify for the compensation. Needless to say, if your tenant is 60 years old or over at the time you take on a new property or a new tenant, you definitely want to get this extra coverage. It'll save you a world of potential headaches and expenses should your tenant pass away in residence, which, again, isn't such a rare event in Japan considering the aging society here. 
Okay, that's about it from us today. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you found this information useful. Please do share it with anyone who may also find it useful with your social networks, etc. And do check out the show notes if you'd like to review our Thai project brochure, as mentioned at the start of this episode. And if you've got a moment or two, we'd really, really appreciate it if you could rate us. Leave us a rating, good or bad, it helps us improve on the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us. We really appreciate your reviews and your opinions. Hope to have you with us next time. And until then, as always, from all of us here at NTI, we wish you happy investing.